0: This is Sam Calagione, founder and CEO of Dogfish Head Brewery, and you are listening to At The Bar Podcast. Cheers. (laughs) All right, we are on, we are on, we are on. Hey, everybody yeah we're on <laughs> hey everybody it's me it's mike one of your usual suspects here at, at the bar podcast and today we're joined by the other half of the show jeff that's me that's you man what's going on <laughs> oh you know same old stuff different day yeah i hear that so we have a very special episode as always we have we have quite a hot topic that i've been excited to discuss about because I feel like I'm going to bite my words, but we're going to go through it. So today, breaking news, LeBron James has signed with the Lakers on a four-year deal, but more importantly, Orlando just had two breweries open up this week. These last, this last couple of days here, two whole new breweries open in Orlando. We had toll road, our friends at toll road, open in Ocoee, downtown Ocoee, which is the greater Orlando area, a little bit West. And then we had, Finally, Ivanhoe Park opened up right by Thursday Topher and GB's Bottle Shop in the Ivanhoe Park Village, like Ivanhoe Village. So, breaking news, those are, I haven't been to any of them. I was, uh, Ivanhoe just opened two days ago. Toll Road opened Wednesday, so I um, haven't been over there yet. But the topic I want to bring up is, bringing it up again, is is Orlando now the mecca for Orlando craft beer. Here's all what right. I want to bring up.
1: For craft beer and for Central for craft Florida beer. craft beer?
0: Or just in Florida in craft Florida, beer? Florida craft beer. <laughs> is Orlando the place to be right now in Orlando craft? Um, I have a part A answer, and a part B answer. All right. Well, part A answer is that
1: this is unquestionably bigger news no matter who you are, where you are, than the LeBron James signing way bigger. correct dude. this is huge dude
0: huge he should be covering us right now yeah who
1: the fuck is lebron james anyway
0: yeah is um lebron james <laughs> or is orlando the new craft beer capital of florida who knows I, I think if we took a vote on that
1: everybody would pick the orlando craft beer story for sure one thousand percent um having said that uh so two so two new breweries in the greater orlando Beer scene open. Yeah. Are they yeah. the number one in the state now? Um, well, the short answer is absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. No chance. Uh, they will need. They would need two hundred breweries to open, and some of them to have a lot of quality for them to take over the mantle that either Tampa or South Florida or even Jacksonville has already on lock uh orlando is getting more and more breweries but they're getting them at the same pace that the other areas are also getting them and i don't think that they're expanding any faster and i don't think they're getting any more quality so they're just getting more
0: good and answer because i knew you were gonna say that i knew it part part first of my answer is is orlando getting better in terms of quality yes we're getting there ellipsis red cyphers but we're all doing bigger, better stuff, as always. We're climbing. The quality is up there. They're definitely in the pack, in my opinion. Um, but Orlando is the mecca for Florida Craft for this reason, and this reason only because I never thought about it till right now. It's location. Location, location, location. Orlando is two hours east of tampa is two hours south of jacksonville and depending what you classify as south florida anywhere from two hours to four hours (laughs) so this reason alone is why i'm gonna say on record orlando is the best spot for orlando for florida craft is because you can go to other areas very easily and experience while all the other cities are doing better than Orlando,
1: <laughs> I was going to say that this is sense. this is a person who used to say that Orlando was the dirty butthole of craft beer.
0: It's still it's still the dirty butthole compared to other cities. But for example, uh, I got Angry Chair, uh, a couple Angry Chair bombers that you know. Next time I head down to Jupiter, I'll bring them down. And we'll do a we'll do a little episode with some of the stuff I've been I've been collecting here and saving for for us. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Jupiter, for you to go to Tampa for an angry chair release at 9 a.m., it would, you'd have to essentially take two days off of work. It or, would be a four-hour drive each uh, way. Yeah. Orlando, it's two hours tops if you're going from Orlando to Tampa, depending on how bad I-4 is. But if they're at 9 a.m., you're getting there in the wee hours of the morning or you crash at your buddy's house in, or who already lives in Tampa to where it's a 15-, 20-minute drive because you're already in the city. Or Jacksonville, shoot up ninety five. I could get from Jacksonville from my house to Jacksonville in exactly two hours. So I could have Ardwolf, I could have Green Room, all these other places. Head down to Jupiter for Civil, or Tequesta, or all these other great breweries down south. Do South, uh, West Palm, all these Banga Banjo, two hours, three hours, mm-hmm. doable, doable. That's why I think if you live in Orlando, you have the best advantage to enjoy all of what. Full of craft has to offer as a whole. makes sense? You dig it? Fair enough. Any
1: disagreements? It might fuck yeah, I mean, on my ass? You're not going to any of those breweries in Orlando, though, so I would say that if you're going to visit a region to get the best craft beer you can, then no, Orlando doesn't win that. Nobody wants to fly in from another state to then drive three hours to get somewhere that they want to go. So in sure. that respect i don't i think if you're talking about just where does it exist the strongest you have to include you know the immediate proximity and that would be not orlando
0: but if you live in orlando or greater orlando area
1: yeah i would say if you live in orlando all is not lost don't fucking complain and hate yourself just yet you have plenty of advantages as well so
0: yeah so you know,
1: it's it's just fine
0: Along that line, uh, there's more news, and that's gonna be in the text I sent Mr. Jeff here. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know. If, have you ever went? Do you ever go to Orange County at all when you when you visited? I've been there. Or, yes. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Okay. They recently announced Orange County Brewers in downtown Orlando recently announced this past week that they are opening a, a location at Orlando Airport in the new terminal that the Orlando International Airport is building. So you could go, fly, whether you're flying in or flying out, and enjoy what, excuse me, burping, OCB Orange County Brewers has to offer. It's I don't believe there will be brewing there, but it will be a tap house, hmm. a little tap room, which is cool. I like their branding a lot. Uh, their name is questionable for a marketing but their branding and everything that they do visually I think is very attractive and appealing for someone who is not familiar with the Orlando uh, area and whatnot um mm-hmm. but they really sat and a couple days later they come out with more news and they're opening three new area locations right they're they're opening a 3500 square foot brewery in Lake Mary set to open later this year they're doing a 1200 square foot location like i just mentioned in the airport they're saying it'll open in 2021 um and then they're opening a contract brewing facility called brew theory Opening in September of this year, and that will be a twelve thousand square foot contract brewing facility in and around the downtown uh, Orlando area, which will include a uh, variety of breweries, a uh, facility for uh, contract brewing, a full service lab, a homebrew shop, a tap room with a podcast room, uh, office spaces, and a sandwich shop. Jeff, what Sounds do you think like of that? that? For us, man. They might have, they might have. They so, what do you think of for a reason? Yeah, dude, it's hey, we were the first. <laughs> <laughs> we're the biggest thing most people haven't heard about. Um, <laughs> I got truck one night. Just kept saying that. <laughs> That's funny. So, what do you think? Um, let's do like a buying or selling. Are you are you uh, buying into the expansion? I know they're not even a year old. If they are a year old, let's say they're a year old, which I don't think they are, but let's just say they are. What you, are you buying or selling such rapid expansion? Is it good expansion? Is it bad expansion? What do you think of?
1: I'm buying that? it. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. They took the reins. They left what everybody else, uh, or they t- everybody else just left it open to take, you know, out of all these other places, nobody else felt like doing any kind of, I mean, expanding or taking over or, or branding themselves in aligned with, you know, Orlando or Orange County and, and running with it and, if nobody else is going to do it, I absolutely agree with them taking the reins and saying, "Hey, you know what? You know, let's be Orlando's craft brewery." And sure, yeah, I mean, they took nobody—nobody nobody flying in from anywhere else is going to know they're one year old, you know. So that airport brewery is a great idea. Um, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to—I mean, that's what—that's what the business is about, right? Making money. Yeah, absolutely. they're going to make a lot of money. I like their beer. I thought their beer was really quality when I went there. Um, So as long as the beer stays good, I don't care where they're pouring it from. They got three other locations on, you know, on the docket to, to open up. Good for them. I, you know, I hope they they keep the quality there. Um, You know, the contract brewing site, it sounds like an interesting business venture, but that, you know, we'll see, we'll see how much money they must be making from these other things in order to afford doing something like that. But
0: Yeah, a lot of people, you know, whether they're in the industry or just, you know, uh, casual consumers, really kind of have a distaste for people who come with a lot of investment money or come with a lot of money to the table because they, I guess, they feel like it's not independent that they're already coming for big money, which I Mm -hmm. think is kind of silly personally. If if we're opening, if we're opening at the bar, podcast brewing, and we get warren buffett as backing it then that's more that should be more of a compliment than a, a negative in my opinion um right you, i mean if
1: you get a, if you get the smarter the smarter more successful people behind your brand you would think that those people obviously align with good product or align with good right. brands so you must be doing something
0: right right and and from a business standpoint i mean more power to people who, who get that big money and really kind of make their dream a reality and uh, you know i applaud any brewery Uh, That that can manage to pull that off and keep it working. Um, I think the airport idea, I'm 1,000% buying that. I think that's a freaking great idea. I'm surprised more breweries aren't fighting for that kind of space because you're you're guaranteeing traffic. Like an airport will always be full of people, always. And Orlando being the tourist capital of the world, they're getting 50 million people going in and out of that airport every year. You capture ten percent of that traffic. Are you serious? That's five million people. So yep. it's 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 a win win. Whether it's good beer or not good beer, it's it's subjective. Uh, OCB for me, some beers are are good, some aren't. But at that point, it doesn't matter because, as we talk about on the show, we see in real life, you know, people's quality. Is, is subjective and what we think is quality or what we think is not quality could be very qu- high quality for somebody else so they're gonna make a ton of money off that airport location as long as this ran good obviously well, and i mean
1: i I'm, i know i'm speaking for myself as a very big craft beer person but me and cassie both are big craft beer people and and when we go places you know if we can help it if we if there is the option to do so We'll find a brewery or we'll find a, you know, a distillery or a brewery or something to go to and visit pretty much anywhere we go. Um, And there's probably people who are going to be waiting for flights or just landed from a flight who are waiting for friends to land from somewhere else. There are going to be craft beer people or people who want to go sit at, you know, where would you want to sit? You want to sit at Joe Schmo's regular old airport bar that all look exactly the same. Or do you want to go to the brewery bar and go get some, you know, some Orlando beers the first time you're in Orlando before you even get out of the airport? Um, yeah. You know, I could see that that Orange County, uh, you know, restaurant bar or whatever that's in the airport should probably kill it when it, once it's open, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm cu- kind of curious how the contract brewing is going to work. I know I've heard a lot of bad things about brew hub and how their contracts are awarded and how quality has dropped with, Brew Hub brewing beers, prime example of cigars sitting in their highlight. Uh, you know, there's a big dip in in the quality of that beer while brew hub is brewing it, on top of being in the industry, hearing about all the the mistakes that brew hub has made brewing other breweries, uh, distro beers, which obviously I won't I won't spoil the beans on. But um, you know, that's that's kind of questionable, man. You know, it's I think it's a good idea. I think they can make money. I, I'm very curious. I'm more curious about that than maybe anything else that. Um, was mentioned in that article and, and what I had said. Um, but I think it's great for the community. I think it, it really helps Orlando's market get better, in theory. Um, and sky's the limit. I mean, we have such an untapped market. Despite having, you know, 15 breweries, you know, if quality will always sell. Mm-hmm. Quality, you got to have quality, you got to have service. And a lot of the times they go hand in hand. You know, you got to have quality service and, and also, you know, service quality beer. So... Um, we'll see. I'm excited for that to roll out and, and kind of see where that goes. Um, so congratulations, to Orange County. Not sure if they listen to the show, but I know a lot of people there, uh, drink there. And, uh, yeah, man, we just want to wish them well. And we'll be keeping an eye out and having periodic updates. The more, uh, the more, Hell the news yeah. comes out. I'll,
1: and I'll be drinking there every time I'm waiting for a flight.
0: Yeah. So kind of the second half of this episode, uh, with all the breweries over in Orlando, I know we've kind of touched on it. I can't remember the episode. It had to be a while back, back when we were still at uh, World of Beer UCF. Sure. Um, Ivanhoe Park is opening. They came behind with. They have great tap room. I haven't been, just seen pictures, but there's a lot of money behind them. They the tap room, everything they're doing is really nice. You know, top quality stuff. Uh, they opened Friday, and they're already having brewing for distro. So they've been open two days, already have an in-house canning line, all that stuff, too. So they come with, they're they're coming to play. Uh, so they're going out with a bang. Let me, I just actually just shut my phone off, but they're distroing with three beers. Okay. And I believe it's, I know for a fact, it's an IPA, a Belgian wit, and there's another style, which I'm going to pull up here shortly. That they're going to hit the market virtually right away with, which I think is ballsy. I applaud them for taking that risk. If I was a brewery owner, I probably wouldn't do it that fast because I, I want to iron out my system and iron out iron out all the kinks before I throw myself in distro. And I've said it before, distro is garbage, flat out. It's this distribution is not helping craft craft breweries right now because it's it's so in so it's drowning. There's so much in there that it's the whole debacle and it's not beneficial per se uh let's see here so they're opening up i'm trying to uh pull up the article here or the whatever the hell they have the listings so the question is regardless of this third beer i want to i want to know jeff's opinion we could we could go into it if we were to open a brewery brewery at the bar podcast brewing, and we had to pick let's say three styles i think three is a good number three beer styles for the distro Mm -hmm. what would What would you want your styles to be? And then what would you suggest them being? Okay. Personal and business preferences. uh, I think I would,
1: uh, I think I'd start with something uh, light and fun. I would probably start with something traditional along the lines of some kind of a, um, you know, Pilsner lager, some kind of light beer like that um similar to like how cigar city had the hotter than hellas as a core brand if you're going to launch with something i think that's a brand that um or or a style of beer that you know more people can get on board with um or actually now the more i'm talking about it i'm thinking of like a light wheat beer would be something that maybe would be the first that i would i'd start with um i would also launch with an ipa whether it's a you know whatever kind of ipa you just you just leave that up yeah, to your just, yeah whatever you know, an IPA, right. ipa of some kind and then i would launch with some kind of dark beer i would do a, a traditional stout or porter similar to like uh death roll from red cypress something that's not an overly syrupy overly ambitious high and you know high abv stout um something that is you know approachable and and easy drinking but a uh, good stout nonetheless That's what I would start with. It shows that you can kind of do multiple different styles well. It shows, you know, consumers what you guys do. And it lets them know that, you know, you're not afraid that you're not one style. You're not, you know, all hoppy or all whatever. Sure. So that's what now, as far as what I would actually do for business, if I'm only trying to make money, I would just release like three New England IPAs.
0: (laughs) Got them jeff we're still so in it's ridiculous <laughs> because i knew you're gonna say that all right so i'm gonna interject real fast so the three beers are a belgian wit beer an american ipa and a blonde Ooh,
1: okay interesting like it
0: interesting pick and that's why i want to bring it up because it's the canard school um a lot of people don't like the canard i like the canard personally uh i i feel like an ipa is a given so my answer would be both probably my professional answer would be an IPA cuz the numbers are still there. IPA still kick ass. They sell very well. Whether I would do a New England or a regular IPA, I could do either one. Um probably New England just because it's the hot beer right now. Um and they sell. I mean, they don't last as long but they fucking sell. Uh another business beer, I'd probably do something light like you said. I I I would say I would want to do a wheat, but I feel like doing a blonde would be excuse me, would be a better pick for me. Because the blondes do pretty decent, and then I would probably do a a, a sour. I would do a just a, an intro Berliner, maybe a little bit of fruit. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, but if it was me personally, it'd be stout, 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 or stout porter sour. All mm-hmm. dark beer. I love dark beer. I could drink it twenty four seven. Hot, cold. Hot outside, cold outside. Beer warm, beer cold. I would do a stout. But I mean, I I think breweries. Like a Belgian wit, I think is a very interesting pick to open as a can, as a distro beer.
1: Yeah, I just think it has, I think I actually like it, but I think it carries a little bit more, you know, flavor and a little more ability to be creative with that beer rather than just say like a pale lager or a pilsner or something. So it gives you a little bit more creativity points and a little bit, you know, high, it, it raises the bar on what you guys are doing. But at the same time, it also, you know, is a light drinking, easy, approachable beer for your for the people who are not looking for something crazy strong or or uh, dark or heavy. You know, it gives you that, you know, drinkability that that people look for that palatability.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, for me, a Belgian whip beer doesn't bother me. I, I would certainly try it. But I wonder if the market speaks enough to where that style will sell enough for them to make it worth their while. you know obviously you know barrel amongst the wizard wit you know jeff loves it i love it i think it sells well but i've been hearing whispers that it doesn't sell as well and maybe that's just a style thing like just belgian wits just don't sell in terms of florida in general but that's it's an interesting point on what breweries pick to put in distro like i'm I'm honestly surprised red ales are even canned or bottled and released because I can't imagine them being in that kind of demand. You know, Stout's sure, right. Porter sure, New England IPA sure, Sour's short, sure, You know, but, you know, when I was at ABC, now that I'm not there anymore, so I can, I can talk about that. Now, when I was a beer consultant at ABC ordering beers, like, beer, the Stout's like Pilsner's, like, did not move. They did not, unless it's the Pilsner Urkel, which we go through, like, a case or two a week. You know, other to, you know I'd sell four 12-packs a week. Other than that, all the Pilsners, dead, dude. Just wouldn't move. Even the subdivisions, Pilsner from Red Cypress, which is a great Pilsner, just sat on the shelf, dude. Red L's didn't move. Brown L's didn't really move either. No, it was the milk porters, whether it's J Dove's Bell Cow or the Sweet Baby Jesus, the Chuck, those moved. But the the styles you think would move, like just don't, like imports, is dead, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. as a whole. But too hearted didn't move as much as you'd think. Bell's too hearted didn't to move as much as you think. But people ate up fucking Tamoka, bro. Tomoka right. would sell so fast. Or Sweetwater or Terrapin or, like, all these, these breweries that you wouldn't expect to sell well sell the most. It's crazy. Oh. So it's 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 so interesting to for me. Even some IPAs from certain breweries wouldn't sell. But others, like Swamp Heads, I think Big does IPA. Sold through the roof. Crooked can. Couldn't keep them on the shelf. Be it I'd have dogfish sequench or, um, you know, a, a grim, the grim sour uh, purliners. Sit, dude. Just sit. Not moving. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's
0: crazy how that works. Yeah. So,
1: Well, I think you're, I mean, the sours and stuff, they're just a slower moving market, but they're, you know, they're also a slower brood and and a lesser quantity type brood and lesser of them in the market to begin with. So, you know, I think the people who like them really like them and look for them and the other people, I don't think that anybody's taking a shot on them, I guess is what I would say. Yeah. Um, Unless you know what you're, unless you know what you're buying. So I think there's less of them released into the market, and then there's less of them purchased, but they are still doing pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's 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 an interesting take. I know. Yeah, it, it some breweries just release them like, what the fuck are they releasing? Like, why are you making red ales at in a hundred barrel system and, and releasing them? Like, I love I red ales,
1: I... but yeah, that's not a it's not a great permanent distribution or mass distribution style.
0: Yeah, so it's I wonder if these breweries do enough research to where it's like all right, yeah, it's worth the money to to brew it and then send it out and whatnot. Or they just say fuck it, like it'll sell through eventually.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean to lying. them, they just I think they just want to sell it.
0: Yeah. You know? And uh yeah, dude, I I you know, who knows? So um side note, I got you uh cookies of cream death roll.
1: Uh, i
0: just want to give i want to take a little bit of time to give red cypress a fucking shout out holy shit dude that's, that's good fantastic yes it's everything fantastic. they do is amazing their death roll treatments are, are oh man not a bad one ever <laughs> like right? they nail the flavor like exceptionally well and i don't um, know did i ever give you the uh kitchen sink yeah i did i yeah, yeah, you did. I had
1: one yeah. that was uh I had one that was a little boozy for my liking, even me like saying that, which tells you something because yeah. I'm all about that boozy big you know big imperial stout or something. I yeah. had one that was a little boozy, like apparent boozy, um but the flavor was still good and if if I hadn't been obsessed with death roll already, then I would have been all about this one. Um, But the fact that it went from death roll to being just a tiny bit too boozy on the Imperial side, I was like, all right, that one, I'm a little questionable about, but everything since then, all of their Imperial death roll treatments and stuff have just been like phenomenal. And uh, it's definitely, I mean, that's a brand that they, that they needed to big, you know, make big and build off of, and they have done that exceptionally well.
0: Yeah. And, and what's, it's funny. I bring it up because if you don't know listeners every time a release a death roll comes out i always um this is the first time they ever released a death roll tour. i didn't make a special trip up to fucking get yeah. a four pack i actually had somebody uh like hey you know you're working saturday you want me to get you one? i'm like yeah if you don't mind get me a four pack I'll, I'll you know i'll pay you for it so uh jeff has gotten every release except for one that which was the bourbon mm-hmm. uh the bourbon one which uh probably is a good reason why you didn't get it (laughs) but you've gotten every i've I've gotten you every single one (laughs) because that beer is so good Mm -hmm. all the time all the time
1: i think i've had one of the cookies and cream must have been last year the cookies and cream death row i think they did that one last year right uh
0: it was coconut
1: well i know they did coconut i feel like they did a coconut (laughs) they've
0: done mocha they might have done cookies and cream i don't remember i feel like they did now that you mentioned it yeah the canars different the though and
1: cream the one and well anyway i feel like i mean the coconut one i really liked i want to say the mocha was the one i said was just a tiny bit boozy yeah but
0: either way it's still good yeah so hopefully i can head down here hopefully in the next couple of weeks and uh hang out and shit and i got i got saving up on some awesome goodies yeah man so i can drop off some of the beers i got for you but uh Other than that, man, I got I got nothing else going on. Just want to be a short episode to the beat to the punch. Man, I have
1: nothing going on besides just work, work, work. It's been insane. This last month has been absolutely fucking insane. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm beat would be an understatement. (laughs) I'm surviving,
0: but barely. My breath is a little bit light, but I'm still breathing, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's pretty much it. I've, I think I haven't had like a full actual day off uh in in about a month or so, a little over a month, so it's been it's been struggle city, but we're getting through, we're surviving, and uh yep. making the best of my Sundays is pretty much all I can do.
0: yeah well, I have a good reason for you to take a Sunday off, buddy. It's sitting right there on the uh a little table right there waiting for you love it you're gonna you're gonna fucking love it i'm excited to uh i'm in
1: in in big time
0: um also i'll give a shout out to jeff's uh penis envy shirt it's one of my favorite shirts shout out to accomplice brewery and i am currently Uh, wearing that shirt on the podcast yeah they uh i always get compliments on it when uh when i when i wear it at the brewery um give another shout out i know i uh adam from bang and banjo wanted me to give him a shout out on the show he dropped off uh, two beers when he was in Orlando the other week. Uh, ran into him at Ellipsis, and uh, we were talking, hanging out, whatever. He dropped uh, a couple beers off, which will be a part of that delivery to uh, to Jupiter when the next time I head down. To be uh, that episode, be called Mike brings the goodies because I'm bringing all the goodies. So those are two of the beers I'm bringing down. His um, so milkshake, shout out to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then I will give a shout out to Preston, uh, and Bayboro, and Will, his buddy <laughs> Will. Uh, hung out with them last night, filmed a couple a couple of beer chaser episodes. Yeah. Um, Press has been winning a lot of awards for his home brews, and he won three today for the Sunshine, I think Sunshine State Challenge or something like that. I was Good held out that yes, that's Bullshit awesome, son. So he he, he medaled. He got a gold, a silver, and a bronze. And his buddy Will got a gold as well. So I just want to congratulate them. And uh, Press is doing great stuff, man. Always. Yes, he is. We're very happy for him. He earns everything he gets and some. Mm -hmm. So uh, as always, I got nothing going on. What's yeah. On? I had
1: his most recent peanut butter, uh, style and it, my oh, God, it was shit. A phenomenal. Fucking,
0: I forgot. He nailed it to you. Hey, just yes, see he what did. he put your name on the package.
1: I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I forgot
1: about that. Hollywood, so what'd you yeah. think
0: of it? you? You, li- you liked it?
1: No. Yeah. Oh my God. It was awesome. Yeah. I actually had, uh, I had some friends come down, uh, a couple weekends ago and they stayed with me. Um, and, uh, I, so I, I opened that beer up with them. Um, and this was like, we got, I got off work at, you know, one in the morning and, and I came back down. It was like a Friday night. They had just gotten in on Friday night, ate dinner at my restaurant and then drove down. And then after I got off work, they were still up waiting for me. So we went, and we had, so, uh, we were cracking some beers open late and we stayed open. We stayed up until about five in the morning, just hanging out yeah. and catching
0: up. Sounds familiar. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, exactly yeah. the same thing that yeah. you guys did yeah. when you came yeah.
1: down. Yeah. So, uh, so I opened up that beer that night and we, I, I kind of split it with them a little bit just to see, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, my, my friend brews this beer; beers, phenomenal brewer. What do you guys think? Everybody, the three of us, all of us just loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, it, up there. I mean, he's not even brewing out of a brewery yet, but this is top notch peanut butter uh, beer as far as you know, those peanut butter stouts or porters go, this is you know top three, top two that I've had. You know, they're it's yeah. a phenomenal yeah. beer, and that's a style that if you nail it, like it could be your flagship beer. Absolutely, as, as Rap or dewclaw will will tell you, yeah. um, it, it's and his is, his is definitely worthy of being a beer that people will drive to Babero for. It's it's a yeah. fantastic beer, so. Yes, I enjoyed it very much. I still got three more of his beers to open.
0: And, do you, do you have the wit?
1: I do have the wit. I haven't had it yet, but I do
0: have it. Dude. Dude. That might solve? be the wizard killer. Yes. Yeah. No, nice. uh, what? Yes. All right. We, had, all right. It, we opened it last night, and everyone who was there was like, holy shit. Wizard I like that. Right there. It's wit. It's that good. Solid. Heard it here. But anyway, yeah. Let's – uh i got nothing going on I just just working i got promoted again at my second job which is now my primary job so i'm I'm a fucking boss man sam over here <laughs> trying to uh, corral the maniacs that that i work with but other than that yeah, dude sounds even, about right <laughs> it's been a blast I, I love working where i work uh i love the people who i work for and i love the people who i work with so it's been it's, it's crazy i'm not used to liking my job yeah. <laughs> like you know <laughs> so uh i hear you no that's cool man and it it seems like that's going
1: extremely well there too so that's awesome for you yeah yeah
0: we had it we had a great week and nothing but nothing except climbing dude climbing and being better and better so uh i'm excited for what the future holds and maybe one day we can uh make things official with that place and uh call it a home or call it you know our home brewery or whatever the case is but we'll see how it goes anyway it's gonna wrap it up quick episode i am mike that's jeff as always thanks again for listening and we'll see you guys soon and at the bar bye all those things he said bye